Beginner's call. This is your beginner's call. Will all show beginners please make their way to the studio? Tonight's performance of Overstudies is about to begin. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Overstudies podcast. Yes, we are back again for some more stagey chit chat. Some stagey chit chat is the name of the game. Um, we're doing a little bit different one this week. Uh, we're going down a little bit more of a uh, diversion. Usually we like to delve into the shows that we love and the shows that we care about. Thoughts, feelings, vibes about those. But this week we've decided to do something a little bit out there and go with roles that we would like to play instead of shows that we love seeing. Yeah, these are going to be a selection of roles that we, if given the opportunity, we would absolutely love to smash on stage or screen. Not that fussed. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest, <laughs> we're never going to play them. Yes, this does come with a massive disclaimer that neither of us are performers. So technically, we will not play any of these roles ever in our lifetime. However, However, never say never. Never say never indeed, because, you know, I might just sack it all in and retrain as a musical theatre performer. That I would like to see. <laughs> Genuinely. Like, I would like, to, I would like to see you on stage. I think it would be quite entertaining. <gasps> I'd be really good. No. Especially at the roles that I've chosen. I wasn't aiming for good. I was just aiming for entertainment. That could go either way. <laughs> We're two minutes in. I've already been stabbed in the front. What is going on? Giving as good as you get. Have you ever headlined a festival, babe? No. Have you ever compared a festival, babe? No, but I also don't want to, so... Well, I have, so Check I think me. I win. Not really. Um, my name is Charlie. Mine's Becky. I'm the bully of the group. When you want to be. When I want to be. And we are the Overstudies. Yes, we are. Um, if you would like to join in the conversation about roles that we would like to play, roles that you would like to play, Find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Overstudies and Instagram at Overstudies blog. You can also go onto the website, which is www.overstudies.co.uk. There's a cheeky little contact form there that you can use to get in touch with us, or you can email stage at overstudies.co.uk. We really do, do love hearing from you, your thoughts, ideas, feedback, etc. Yes. And also make sure that you like, share, subscribe all those fun things uh, to make sure that you are the first to hear about the next episode of Overstudies when it's released. Indeed, indeed. So then we're going to jump straight on in to the roles that we would love to play. I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, and I'm going to actually go with, I think this will be quite unexpected for people who, even people who know me, um, it's a role I have wanted to play all my life because I just think it's a really interesting leadership role yeah. shall we say and that is the narrator in joseph and the technicolor dreamcoat that is a rogue choice i'm gonna be honest when we were talking about this before recording i didn't expect that to be one of the roles that you came up with when i asked you this question in the first place i just think it's a really interesting role that has such an important part of shaping and directing the narrative within joseph it's also got some of the best songs like let's be honest the prologue is a better song than any dream will do um i said it i said what i said bold i, I true it's the truth like okay. the only good joseph song in that show is close every door to me all okay. the other great songs like the belt the potiphar belt i can't remember the exact name of the song but she goes like potiphar 
I'm not going to do it better than that um, because actually it will end up being worse. But like that belt is that that has stayed with me is one of the first things I saw like musical theater wise has stayed with me. And I just think you could have so much fun with that role that is kind of especially like if you had a fun like staging of it you can be as in or as out of the action as you want and as someone who's also like a big fan of obviously the production values and direction you could have so much fun and just like insert the narrator into like the back of the scenes just like sitting like standing in the crowd or something and then kind of like coming i just think there's there's so much potential for that role and it's really it's a really interesting one and i'd love to have a shot at it so it's been a while since I've seen Joseph. Like I'm talking 20 years at this point. Okay. Remind me, like, is the narrator on stage the whole time or is the narrator, does it, do they kind of like jump on and off? Yeah. So they jump on and off in most of the traditional productions. They're on there. Um, they, they open the show. So they're on the very beginning doing the prologue. They have the first words. Some folks dreamers of the wonders they'll do before their time on this planet is through etc 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 yeah i know the role already um and then they kind of just come on in the scene changes and there's some bits they're on kind of mid mid scene but they are as the name suggests narrating the story so they'll introduce something and then on comes joseph or whoever is is in the scene and then the native will come back on and like move it on to the next place because there's a lot of like time hopping and place location hopping in joseph it's, yeah. it's actually a really chaotic show i mean yeah, from what I what I remember, it was just very all over the place. Yeah, completely, completely. But I just, like I say, I just think it'd be a really fun little role. And actually, the belt aside, with a bit of practice, I probably could manage. I think, yeah, that's the thing about singing and performing. It is just down to training. I, and I know what you're like. Give you a project and an end goal and you will not stop until you have achieved it. If you said to me, on this day in the summer, <clears throat> I have to perform this role pick a thing out of thin out i don't know the 29th of july let's say i've got to rehearse and know a role by and in time for like you can bet i will pull out everything i can do to do that yes i know you're a big fan of uh costumes uh what kind of costume does the narrator wear do you get to mix it up a bit yeah so it's differed again from production to production but it's one that i think you can have so much fun with like if i was directing and and performing in like I'd start off like really actually kind of like basic, like almost like this person who's just stumbled onto, are they actually meant to be there or are they just like an audience member? Then you start singing. And then once you kind of get placed into the, once we're into the narrative, they tend to wear costumes that complement but slightly contrast with the performances so that they can blend in, but also they're not too blendy in. But then the favorite, uh, the famous film adaptation with um, Donny Osmond was, just like a suit all the way through so you can have a lot of kind of fun with it i think it definitely sounds like a role that i could see you in to be yeah. fair like getting your moment in the spotlight but knowing when to step back yeah um you you reluctantly i will admit that you're quite good at that thank you that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me yeah don't get used to it what about you then what would your role be first one well I've got three kind of very different roles in mind. So I guess pick a number from one to three. I was going to say, before we do that, I was going to say, like, I didn't even say how similar or dissimilar mine are because I'm just going to be a bit chaotic and we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, but the number I'm going to choose is number two. Ooh, right. Okay. We're going in with the the fun role. Oh, the fun role. We're starting off, starting off strong. Um, 
Now, this is a role that I will absolutely never play because the amount of vocal stamina that you need to be able to play this role is ridiculous. And I can't sing. So I'm just putting out of there straight away. This is a complete fantasy on my part. <laughs> um, Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. Nice. I think that as someone who's been a fan of the film that the stage show is adapted from, I've been a, fa- a fan of that film for as long as I can remember. And I think the film is such a beautiful kind of feminist tale, even if it doesn't seem like it. And I think that really shines through within the stage show. And I just think that Elle is such a complex character because we've got a face level. She It's really a story about like, don't judge, judge a book by its cover. That is the point of Legally Blonde. Yeah. Elle is so such a fun character in the sense that she seems really ditzy and just a bit thick, which I deeply relate to. I was gonna say this <laughs> this are you just describing yourself at this stage? Yeah. But also is actually really, really intelligent. And I would like that challenge of like being able to portray just how smart you actually are while still having that kind of fun energetic happy like i just imagine playing elwoods must be like pretending to be a ball of sunshine every single night like i can't imagine a role that would be more fun to play yeah i mean it's a show that i've known about for a very long time musical wise and obviously saw at the regent park open air theater last year which was stunning uh, in every single way flawless no notes but yeah i can definitely see you as uh, i think you bring a lot of personal experience to the role of elwoods why because i'm stupid because every now and then <laughs> you come out with the most ridiculous things ever i do i'm a very I think that's the thing. That's why I like Elle Woods as a character but because then, I just, I am her. Yeah. Well, that was it. It's like, you'll come out with something ridiculous and then literally 10 minutes later, you'll say one of the smartest things I've ever heard. And I'm just like, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I forget that I am actually quite a smart person because my brain is just empty you, most of the time. You just don't like big words. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't know what they mean. But like I am, and I am someone that is when again when i've got a goal in mind i will stop at nothing until i achieve that like i am i might i might not actually be that smart a person but when i want to achieve something i will work so so hard to get it well i was gonna say as well is like sometimes you'll you you have a tendency to like like elwood jump into things without perhaps fully thinking through your motivations or your reasons as to why straight away obviously at first l goes to law school because she wants to win back the boy but then once you kind of start something you're like actually no i want to do this for me and i really enjoy this and then put in everything you can to achieve it e.g this podcast also i would 100 percent go to law school to chase a boy like that is very on brand for me um so like i'm an elwood apologist like she has never done anything wrong in her life um but also I think like I like to see the good in everyone and I do think that that really is part of Elle's character you know she at face value we kind of see some people who are actually not that very nice to her but she always approaches them with the same love and care that she does for people that she's known her entire life and I think that's a really admirable trait that I would like to like embody on stage I think this is very much a character piece for me rather than a 
production-wise, you can kind of do a lot of things with Legally Blonde, but yeah. I would like to kind of get my head in that mindset and portray that character, really. Yeah, I think that's one of the really interesting things with Elwoods as well that I think you'd do a really great job at is that sense of wrong and right as well yeah. and of fighting for the underdog, even if it's harder. Like, you, you're very good at supporting people who are in need of some support. Talk, Valentina, ally. <laughs> that's a meme you're not going to get. <laughs> I do get it. Oh, wow, that's a shock. Yeah. But, yeah, I am... Um, I think I think I am basically L Woods. I just can't sing. Yeah. Is is that little wrap up, I guess. Fair. All that said, I am actually quite surprised that you didn't choose to be Brooke Wyndham in Nigley Blonde. Doing that role would send me into cardiac arrest. Like I'm a dancer. Well, dancer in the loosest term. Lap laps dancer. I would be careful how you say that because that doesn't sound like what you think you said. <laughs> Why'd you think I said it? I am a dancer in the loosest term, but that role would kill me off. I think just just thinking about dancing with a skipping rope actually makes me want to cry. Fair enough. It would be the greatest workout alive, but oh my God, no. I don't think I could do that. But yeah, that's my first role. Um, strong choice. Strong choice. I told you I, I was going in strong. I came in like, you know, in the middle, sort of. This is why I let you pick completely random. Fair, fair. Who is your second choice? Well, my second choice, I'm going to go on a complete curveball now. And once again, no one will see this coming. And in this instance, I'm going to say for role number two, the roles I'd love to say is the narrator in Blood Brothers. Is is this a running theme? Is this... I don't know any of the narrators in shows, so... <laughs> the narrator in Blood Brothers is also very interesting and a very iconic role. Think JD, but like in the background in terms of like a dark shadowy character with a perhaps slightly evil twist, but not that evil because they're the narrator so they don't actually affect anything. I'm just like racking my brains now thinking about Blood Brothers. I don't remember there being a terrorist attack on a school <laughs> in Blood Brothers. Like I know it's dark, but remind me again how the narrator comes into the show. The narrator again opened the show with the words, so do you hear the story of the Johnson twins as like each other as two new pins, both born and born and birthed on the self same day. One was kept and one given away. Did you ever hear how the Johnsons died, never knowing their own true name from the day they died and a mother cried, my own dear son's life slain. That is the first self tip uh, for Charlie for this role. Um, so if anyone wants to get in touch, um, just let us know. I'm, I'm impressed by that, by Thank the you. way. Thank you. Um, I just think again it's a really interesting role that can have a huge impact the the roles that everybody think of when you think of blood brothers is obviously mrs lyons um eddie lyons uh mrs johnston and uh mickey johnston and linda i guess as well but the narrator is again so important in weaving all of these stories together but also has a very iconic role i guess of being the voice of fate stroke the voice of destiny because they're not necessarily the same thing yeah and bringing in some of that superstition and bringing in you know the idea behind like blood brothers is a show all about if you about superstition if you do this if you do that it's also a very interesting uh social narrative on class divide it's nature but, versus nurture isn't it yeah very very interesting and the 
narrator is kind of playing off these two sides almost together whilst it's a very nuanced role in that you can play it in one way and just be like, well, this person versus this person or that person versus that person or whatever. Or you can kind of do it in much more of a way of like, here's one side, here's the other side, here's what could have been, here's what is. And putting all those layers together, but then still bringing in those old wives tales, that idea behind, you know, shoes on the table, killing a spider, um, breaking the mirror, like all that kind of stuff that's so iconic. And of course, like literally the narrator sings about those in his songs, which are some of the best songs, in my opinion, in the show. I can see you doing that. I, I think, again, it's a show, uh, another role that I can genuinely picture you in. It's another role as well that traditionally, like the, the narrator in Joseph is traditionally played by a woman, the narrator in Blood Brothers is traditionally played by a man. Neither of these have to be gendered roles at all. Yeah. Um, which I think is also a really interesting part of them is that you can expand beyond that. But like the costuming of the narrator, you could have it really like you can just wear literally JD's costume. That's where I mentioned it. Just like a big, long black trench coat and all the rest of it. And that would work because they're kind of meant to be this slightly mysterious, almost shadowy figure. Yeah. Who you don't really know anything about because they're not important but equally clearly knows a lot more about what's going on. And there's definitely going to be some Blood Brothers narrator fan fiction out there about how he fits into all of this. I might go look that up after the after the show. If you know of any, do get in touch. Because I think, yeah, like it's a really interesting character and how that character weaves into the rest of the show, I think would be a, a fun one to play. Definitely, definitely. So for you then, let's go number one. Ooh, number one. Now, a lot of people will probably expect me to be pulling out like a Veronica from Heathers. Yeah. But are you not doing that? No. <gasps> in a shock turn of events, there is no Heathers mention on this list. No Heathers mention no at all. Heathers mention. Um I need to lie down. I know. Rule number one that I think is one of the most iconic and also complex roles that I've seen in a long time is Anne Hathaway from Anne Juliet. Ooh. I think that this is such an interesting role because you get to tap into so many different emotions. You know, you have frustration, you've got anger, you've got sadness, you've got heartbreak, you've got happiness and joy and just being able to exist in a world where you can kind of do whatever you want. And I think, I think that there's a lot to be said about Anne Hathaway's character. She's not the lead role, but she is so integral to the story mm. that she, you know, she's just got some of the most important moments and most special moments and I just love the dynamic between Anne Hathaway and Shakespeare and how that can be so fun and different every night. You can play out with those roles so much and just be creative while still holding the integrity of what that character is supposed to represent. And I think Anne Hathaway also has some of the best numbers in the show and the best moments, like starting Blur you know, I, I, I'm not leaving till I dance. Like yeah. that in itself is such a fun moment. Yes, girl, yes. Like that is just fun and it's fun and it's cringy and cheesy, but in the best way. And I love that. One of the things I love about Anne Hathaway is that it's 
written portrayed as like a slightly older role but you get that cringiness of an old older person trying to fit in with people who are all in their 20s to again like use another fun line from the show and i think there is just something as we said in our and juliet episode about the, the kind of the show as a whole but there is something about Anne Hathaway in particular that I just think is very rebellious and very knows that she's had a bit of a rough life, but actually is putting all that behind her and going, actually, I'm going to do the best I can. I think again, a, a role that suits you very well in that respect. I think, yeah, she's been dealt a really bad hand and has kind of made the most of it. And in the same way that I kind of want to protect my friends and the people I care about, she also has a very kind of, maternal protective instinct and I think that's why she is such a interesting character because she in my opinion has one of the best songs in the show that's the way it is and in this she's really kind of pouring her heart and soul out to Juliet kind of saying all the things that have happened to her in the past and how she's kind of never given up and how she doesn't want Juliet to make the same mistakes but also if she does want to go down that path, that it will be okay. And I just think it's such a bold, it's not a fun number by any means, but like the amount of emotion and power you get to put behind that song. If I, if I could sing, I would want to belt that out every single night just for the sheer enjoyment of singing that number more than anything. Yeah, I think this is it, is that Anne Hathaway is always looking for the best in people and even when she's not happy she is looking for ways to find her own happiness but also she's still got everyone else's interest there as well like me yeah and i think it's it is a really interesting character and it is one of those iconic theater roles and one of the strongest characters in and juliet as well to be fair yeah like 100 percent. i think that this is one of those roles that the more that Juliet sticks around in the world, obviously, because it is unfortunately currently closed in the West End. I'm still hoping that it returns to the West End, but nevertheless, um, it's one of those shows that the longer it sticks around, I think Anne Hathaway is going to get to the level of like Elphaba or something, you know, like a big, powerful, iconic role that when people say, oh, what's your dream role? Anne Hathaway is going to be the one of the first things they come up with. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. And, you know, we, we just have to see already the the love and the support that the people who play that role have been getting from people as well. Yes, absolutely. One of the things I really love about Anne Hathaway is also her sass. Yes. Which leads me nicely onto my third role. Ooh, I wonder who this could be. It's another narrator. No, it's not. I'm joking. I can't think of any more narrators. I was going to say, there's, unless you were... Is there a narrator in War of the Worlds? Sort of, yeah. I was going to say, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, the, the, the journalist is kind of the narrator, to be fair. I would play that role. I would smash it. No, if I was going to choose a role from War of the Worlds, it would not be that one. But we'll save that one. For, there'll probably be a follow-up to this at some point, I guess. Oh, yeah. I've got at least like seven more that I want to talk about. So Yeah. Um, but my third role... Now, I just need to let you all in on a little secret at this stage, which is that you are all threes and I'm the ten. I wonder what this could be about. Okay, Howard is here, so let's let the fun begun. 
let's let the fun begin. Yeah. <laughs> We're rewriting it just yeah. for you. Um, yeah, Catherine Howard from Six, obviously. Oh my God, this is brand new information. All you want to do is uh, choose me as your favourite queen. Eh. <gasps> you you being Kay Howard, I would be Anne Boleyn to your Kay Howard. Let's be honest. You would be, because actually we have that kind of mutual respect for each other, <laughs> but also deep down loathe each other. And have also both been beheaded. Not yet, but Not let's yet. be honest, that's how we're going to go. Yeah, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I, Kay Howard, I just think is a very fun, sassy role who is the strongest character in Six, taking no questions on that at all. Um, but also has the tragedy, has the delicacy. It's a really difficult role to play that like i've seen six quite a lot of times now and i've seen a lot of different people play different roles and i know not not everybody loves Kay howard not everybody loves a lot of the queens we're all going to have our own preferences we're all yeah. going to have the ones that we're going to connect to differently but i think one of the problems or the challenges with Kay howard is that it is a really difficult role to convey all of the emotion and all of the difficulties. If you go and look up the true story of Catherine Howard, it is sad. This is a gal who has been through it. Yeah. Been through it. And then some more like has not really got anything good about her life at all. I do think that sometimes can be one of the criticisms of the show is that it doesn't always actually get how bad it is. Like she's kind of, portrayed as this quite fun character without realizing how young she was amongst anything else but because of that the sass is important the fact that she did kind of get to where she did get was in part because of that like powerhouse of this is what i want determination and a little bit of sass and a little bit of promiscuity and all that kind of stuff but being able to portray that outgoing fun sassy bold formidable personality but then also in the same song being able to show such like raw anger emotion pain is a real challenge and first of all i think that i would just really going back to what you said with previous characters like when i'm determined to do something i'm like i'm doing it like Getting that spot on, I think, would just be such a huge challenge. But it's also something that, unfortunately, I can relate to quite a lot as well. And, you know, I, I can, when I see a good Kay Howard, like, I'm just in tears, gone straight away. Because you can see how raw, in much the same way that, you know, talk about Anne Hathaway, we, we see some of her pain. It's the same kind of thing turned up to 11. And I just think it would be such an interesting and challenging role. But also the perfect way of reminding everybody that I am the 10 amongst the threes. I think Kay Howard is, it is a really interesting role and I'm not going to give you a big head and say that I think you'd be very good at it because, well, I don't feel like being that nice to you right now. Um, but I think you're right in that when Kay, Kay Howard is done right, when you get that on the face of it, this is a very pop, pop fun song, but actually inside I'm like heartbroken and laying out some of my deepest trauma on stage for you all I think getting that balance right when it's done right is fantastic 
I think that's one of the challenges with with six and the queens in general is that actually most of the rest of the queens don't have all of those layers. Certainly not in the way they're written or indeed in the way that they are were in reality. And even then for perhaps Jane Seymour, who's the one who comes close to having the same amount of, of trauma, the trauma is a lot more like the character is kind of shaped around it. Whereas Kay Howard has this much more like sassy vibe as the the front and yeah. it's not, I think some people who play the role focus too much on the sassy outgoing nature, forgetting the fact that actually the reason she is like that is because of the trauma. And yeah. it's just something that I relate to a lot in the same way that you relate to some of your roles that you've chosen. Like I can relate a lot to that as well of kind of needing to protect yourself by building these barriers. Yeah, it's a great example of like a persona, the creation of a persona on yeah. stage having the persona that the character has then created for themselves on top of the character that you are portraying. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of skill required there. So I think, you know, like I said, when it's done right, it's, it's a great role. Yeah. That's the idea of having like four choruses in all you want to do is that each one is getting more and more angry and pain and all that kind of thing. And I just, I, yeah, it just gives me chills. Yeah. Go on then, what's your number three? I are we gonna end up end on a, something a bit happier than uh, no. Oh dear. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Um no, my final role that I want to that I would love to play and is a role that I have adored for many, many, many years is Kathy from the last five years. Yes, not a happy role. Not not, Kath- not surprising at all, this. Not surprising at all. Kathy is a very complex character. And for those who haven't listened to our podcast, Unpacking the Last Five Years, go listen to it. I have a lot of thoughts on Kathy, Jamie, the whole shebang. Um, but Kathy is a very complex character in the same way that Jamie is a very complex character. Neither of these people are actually good people. Neither of them are completely innocent in the show. And I think there's a lot of ways that you can portray that depending on, you know, the creative team working on the show. You can easily pick one of these people as the villain. Like Kathy could be the villain in the relationship. Jamie could be the villain in the relationship. The challenge is not doing that. And I think that while, while I am firmly in the camp that Kathy was the lesser of two evils in this relationship in the last five years I think that she also has a lot of bitterness in herself and getting to portray that while she still seemingly seems innocent is a good it's an interesting balance that you've got to achieve because she ultimately just wants someone to love her and for her to be successful and that is her goal but when she doesn't get either of those things, how do you then fully convey that on stage? I think it's, she's just a very interesting character. It's another one of these ones that's got lots of little layers and you see different parts of that as the show goes on and the way that you can kind of interact with Jamie, well, not interact with Jamie because they're only one number, they're actually there together. But you know what I mean? Like the way that you kind of see that contrast with jamie is really interesting and i think gives a lot of 
energy there. And it is that interesting kind of role of having your goals and it's important to kind of know what you want, but then where you can have, I guess, some fun with Kathy is how much do you want to kind of show beyond that, which is the point, like, do we want, you can play her in a way where she is also fully part of the problem or you can play her in a part of the type where she's sort of still trying her best, but uh, won't accept anything less than what she's worth, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think Kathy's an interesting one as well, purely because you go in with the hardest hitting song. Yeah. Like you open the show on the most heartbreaking number of the show. The show opens with Still Hurting. It's not only an incredibly beautiful song to sing, but it's an incredibly heartbreaking song to sing. You know, at, at this point, she's at the end of her relationship. She's got nothing left to give. And you get to kind of do the reversal and you get to build that happiness back up and you essentially have to unpack everything that you've started the show with and kind of reverse it. Well, that's the thing though, is that, like you're not to kind of change the analogy or make the, make it work. You're not unpacking. You actually have to then pack it through the show. If that makes sense, because normally you unpack something after it's happened, but yeah. it, actually for Kathy, it's not happened. Well, it, it has all happened and we're undoing that. And I yeah. think that's one of the really interesting and fascinating things about that role is that you are starting at the end and you have to reverse it. And I just, I could see that being a really big challenge. Yeah. And like you start off with the assumption that everyone knows everything that's happened mm. and then you have to then build that character kind of away from being a victim you have to kind of say well I didn't always used to be like this I used to have like this happened to me and then this happened to me but in reverse and I think the interesting thing is like the contrast between the song that Kathy starts with still hurting and then the song that she ends with which is goodbye until tomorrow which is another beautiful piece of musical theater com composition that is so uplifting and happy and optimistic and to go from you know starting off the show and being like my life is over I'm heartbroken beyond belief to my life is just beginning because I've met this person I think that in itself is just such a big character journey that I would love to explore and dive into and just kind of work out how she would have processed everything in in that was going on and happening to her but like backwards i think it's just a really cool role i think you can have a lot of fun with that yeah i would i would if i if i could hit some of those notes i would love to play kathy you'd also need to learn how to play the piano i can play the piano whilst also singing that's what rehearsals are for babe <laughs> like i i can try yeah fair um well if you want to put on any of these shows and you are looking for people to play Anna Hathaway Elwood's narrators Kay Howard or Kathy from the last five years do not come to us because <laughs> <laughs> they get in touch we'll go and see the shows but yeah let's face it it's probably for the best even amateur dramatics ain't gonna want us no it's probably for the best um let us know the roles that you would love to play as well if there's any out there that we've mentioned that you resonate with or even if there's something else completely differently get in touch on social media and um, if you're listening on spotify we've actually got a little like q a box um, yes. that you can fill in uh, unfortunately it only works on spotify but if you do that 
have a look on attach this episode let us know we'll be sharing some of those on our social media uh kind of over the next week or so so do keep an eye out for them it's really interesting to see some of what you come up with actually or if there's any roles that you think we should play that we've not mentioned let us know because i think there is gonna be a part two on this and it'd be really interesting to see if there's any roles that you've associated with us that we've not thought of yeah um but do let us know why don't just be like JD from Heathers because we know that Becky will play JD when she gets the chance. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Give me a chance to be slightly unhinged and carry a bomb around, and I'd, I'd smash it. I mean, you do the slightly unhinged part on the daily basis. Yeah. Same. If you are not on Spotify and you want to get in touch in any other way, you can go onto social media. You can find us on Twitter at Earth Studies and on Instagram at Earth Studies Blog. You can also go onto the World Wide Web, search www.overstudies.co.uk. Uh, click on the contact page. You'll find a contact form. There you can fill out your name, your email address, your message subject, and in no more than 800 characters, your message to us. That was oddly specific. I thought I'd try out like the ask the bill pairs permission first style. Seeing as I'm I'm now auditioning to play the voice of the bulls. Oh, that is that a dream role as well? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. On the National Lottery. Fair. Um, if you don't want to follow those very detailed instructions, you can also send us an email stage at earthstudies.co.uk. You can indeed. We're going to be back next time. Same place. Same week. Same day. Maybe not the same time, but we try. Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It's whenever you choose to listen to us. To be exactly. Fair. And uh, with more chaos, more, more things. Like I say, do keep an eye out because you never know. Um, maybe by the 29th of July, I will have learnt one of these roles perfectly. Spoiler alert. It's a random date that I picked out of thin air and just said if I have a deadline and I'm really um, like determined to do something, I could get it done. Just keep an eye on social media. That's all I'm going to say. Fair, fair enough. Um, but if you don't want to do that, we'll, we'll be back in your ears uh, in a week. Yeah. So come back then. We will see you soon. Uh, in the meantime, do check out all of our previous podcasts. Do like, subscribe, share. It helps more people to come into the Overstudies fandom. I'm calling it. Okay. We'll go with it. We will go with it. We will go with it. Um, and we will see you again very soon. So from me, Charlie. And from me, Becky. It's goodbye. Bye.